Hey girl, hey. 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 Can we go again? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So, we usually start off as a slumber party uh, after a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> and then it becomes a slumber party. Hey girl, hey. I am LaShawn Tiffany, better known as the Chatter hey, Chick. Hey. I am the millennial chick. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Hey. It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media today. Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it. Welcome to the Hey Girl Hey podcast. Shouts to Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. I am one of your hosts, the radio chick Kiki Brown, and we have the one and the only the chatter chick, LaShawn. LaShawn's here. The Chatter Chick's here. Our um our millennial chick one. is the one that's is is bu- booked and busy today. So she will not be joining us. Um and so she'll be watching. Hopefully everyone is watching because we have a full cast today, a full show of some amazing, beautiful, intelligent, inspiring women, black women. Um, who are also bosses in their industry, entrepreneurs, um, you know, and of course, in perfect time, this is, we're celebrating, of course, February is Black History Month, but we celebrate Black History every day. Yeah. Um, but you recognizes Black History uh, only in February. So join me, join us in welcoming Miss Shauna Sullivan. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? Great, great. Thank you so much. And and Shauna was like, we want to, I need, we need to talk about this, Kiki. I need to get on your podcast. We need to talk about, we need to talk about the importance of being a black woman. And she didn't say it like that. But if you know, Shauna, <laughs> no, she don't play about her, about her, her babies. And we're her babies. Not at all. Uh, Shaka Poole is also here. Hey, Shaka. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Shaka and I went to high school together. All and right. We did. Right. Look, look. Oh, that go was back a in long time, time I guess. We also have Charlize Smith. She said to call her Char. Hey, Char. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. That's <laughs> my family. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Darla, um, Dr. Darla Timbo. How are you, Dr. Darla? Hey. Nice to meet you. Hey, girl. Hey. I wish hey, I could girl. say this every day. Hey, okay. girl. Yes. You can. So I'm going to, you know, we're going to take some time to get to know our guests um, uh, just a little bit and and find out why we're here to talk about um, black entrepreneurship and just and why Shauna wanted to do this. Uh, One thing I will share with the group is being being in connection with Shauna. I have learned her passion um, for just for connection and for sisterhood. And I love the fact that she she carries no filter, not even in her handbag. She will tell you how it is. And if you don't like it, oh, well, you know, put on your big girl panties and deal with it. Um, but because she means, because she means what she says and she says what she means and she wants the best. If she sees potential in you, you're going to know it. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure that Shaka and Shar and Darla can all attest to this and say, you know what, this is, she's had this conversation with us. So this is why we're here. She's cussed us out plenty of times. And this is why we're here. Um, just introducing Shaka Pool. Shaka Pool is an independent agent of the Brown Insurance Agency, which is located right here in Pittsburgh and specializes in 
business insurance, and also providing home, auto, and life insurance, something that our community, every community needs, but particularly Mm -hmm. our community, because we figure, oh, it's just another bill. We don't really need that. And so Shaka is going to talk to us more about that and it's an importance about uh, business insurance. Um, uh, Dr. Darla Timbo, 15 plus years experience in psychology and counseling. So she gonna make sure we keep all, she keep all of us together, make sure we ain't having no mental health breakdowns. And then just talk about her um, Atlas counseling mm-hmm. services and the importance of just checking in sometimes. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta tap out, therapy works. Um, saying that she's passionate about black people, women and mental health. And if we are not passionate about these, how will we, how will we get the work done? And I love that. Or how will the work get done? So I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ms. Char Smith, Charlie Smith is known as the transformation strategist, passionate speaker and coach. She loves to empower women in business retreats and corporate settings. I have witnessed her. First hand, this woman will bring on the word from God. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes, she will speak to the Lord anywhere at the any Lord. time. The Lord. Okay. Uh, and and we got to talk about mother. Mother. We call her mother because she's the business coach. She's the mother. She will tell you like a mother will tell you. Uh, Shauna Solomon is the owner of Shauna Solomon and Associates. Her focus is to assist black women entrepreneurs in reaching six figures and more uh, and more paths of growth and overcoming the stuck feeling in their business venture. Something that we all can experience, we figure, we question ourselves, of course, when we have the pressures of social media, Mm -hmm. I may not be doing enough, I need to do this, I need to do that, and how come I don't have this, and I need to take more pictures of myself, and I need to be out more, I need to network more, and I need to fix my hair, and change this, and get a boob job, and I don't know why we put ourselves through those stresses. So, (laughs) Shauna's here, she's gonna tell us about, uh, tell us about that. So ladies, thank you so much again, for being on the show. I don't want to talk too much. So I will give um, the floor to Shauna. And and Shauna, tell us why you thought this platform was so important for people um, to be a part of, for your for your uh, colleagues to be a part of and for us to witness. Um, I feel like after we did the Black Girl Meetup, the Black Woman Meetup, because I want to say girls, we were all women, um, I realized how powerful that was to be in that room and for everybody to network. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing that stuck with me the most is how everybody showed up. All that Black excellence was in the room. And I feel like a lot of times we kind of get pushed to the side as Black women. And Mm -hmm. that room was so powerful. It's like we need the world to know how we actually how we move, how we operate, that we Mm -hmm. are some powerhouses that are out here doing it. And I just feel like we just don't get enough recognition when it comes to that, especially when it comes to us working together. Um, I can go so many different things that we could talk about, but Mm -hmm. when it comes to us networking, working together, um, even with Shar, with the way that she worships, like it's just, I just feel like it's something that needed to be heard. It needed to be talked about. What was that black girl meetup for those who did not get the invite or or maybe tuning in for the first time? Tell, talk about that. And what was that? What was that? Um, you know, what inspired you to want to to put that together? Well, honestly, the funny part about it is I just wanted to meet some of the women that always are always on my social media. Like, hey, girl, hey, you're doing a great job. Hey, girl, you're doing. And I'm like, I don't know this person. And I'm clicking on their profiles like. I've never seen her a day in my life. I really need to start, because especially with social media, it's so easy to get caught up on social media and not actually, oh, let's go hit sis and hook up and you never do it. 
So what I did was I was like, hey, I want to meet up with some of you guys. I thought it was only going to be like 10 people. <laughs> Not at all. Mm-hmm. And we had that day, I think there was over like, I think it was like 40 something people who had jumped on that post. And then um, we decided, decided to put, you know, to pull it together and do the dinner. And I think by the time we actually did the black girl, the black woman meetup, there was like 138 people on the waiting list just to be in that room to network. So again, like, I feel like, like when you would have a space like that and knowing what can happen in space, cause like, I feel like that day we built some serious relationships that day. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. I-, I can't even explain it. Like, and I still get chills thinking about the way that everybody showed up for everybody. How, um, even with that mm-hmm. one lady who, the, the one young lady who was, um, she had just came into business and how everybody she was new. Yeah. Her. You know, mm-hmm. like that was, it, I feel like that's what we need. And I feel like for a long time, we are always told we, or that whole stigma of we can't work together, that um, that competition thing like that wasn't that wasn't present at all in that room. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to I think we need to push that more because I'd rather collab instead of compete because we can get a lot further when we do collab. And I feel like even with a little bit of stuff that I've done since then, that we've seen a difference in, you know, we've seen how that has made it, how that has made a difference. Shouts to Orlana Darkness Jewelry. Um, what up? Oh, oh, was definitely present um, yeah. at the meetup. And she said she had a powerful meeting today as a result of that meetup and yeah. just checking in. And she's one of, you know, I always talk about how uh, Orlana Darkens, Darkens Jewelry is one of my mentors. Um, you mentioned competition, Shauna. And I wanted to say, you know, it, it is natural to think that, one of you know that we're in competition because that's that's historically that's how we we are entered into this world you got to be you got to dress better you right. got to look better you got to have the better man you got to have the better job you know when it comes to when it comes to competition we we actually become a little clicky um, right. because we yeah. gravitate towards you know like-minded individuals who walk and talk the way we walk and talk and mistaking that as a click or maybe does that mean that we're a little insecure and maybe, uh, maybe sure you can even talk about that, you know, because some women, we carry our own um, insecurities mm-hmm. when it comes to that. And so, and then, and Char, and if, and if uh, Dr. Darla, if you want to talk about that, cause that's a, that's an issue that, that we deal with. Now, I don't want to say like with a mental health thing, but mm-hmm. dealing with the psyche. So Char, what do you think about that? Yes, absolutely. I believe that us as uh, businesswomen, especially in our community, um, we have been taught to come out 110 uh, percent. You got to be better than the next person. Uh, you have to be 10 steps of the, of, ahead of the next person. Mm-hmm. And it literally stifles your growth mm-hmm. and it literally sets you back because the reality of it is, is, you know, back in the day we were taught you keep secrets in the house, right? Yeah. So when you keep secrets in the house. It literally stumps your growth so that you can prosper and be productive in this business setting. And mm-hmm. as silly as it is, you still have some um, African-American women today that still act very catty, mm-hmm. right? And you still have mm-hmm. to love on them in mm-hmm. spite of 
their cattiness because we don't know where they come from. So a lot of times it's very, we can't just be so judgmental because we don't know their story. We don't know their history. And maybe they're coming from an atmosphere of not having love or not understanding their worth or truly understanding it's okay to be vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. We're so used to being so tough and so strong mm-hmm. and so solid and, 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 you know, uh, don't let them see you sweat. All those negative things. Like my favorite superhero was Superwoman. Well, I don't want to be Superwoman today. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. okay with sitting on the sideline and being humble and just hearing what God has for me to do and understanding that a lot of times when I have such a strong negative vibe about another woman, what I've learned about myself is nine times out of 10, there is something inside of me that's a reflection of something inside of her that's mm. probably in me. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and it, it pops up so many, I mean, it literally just popped up just recently. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Didn't even know that that thing existed, right? So it's very important that that platform was set for us to be able to love on each other and nurture each other um, and just literally communicate with each other and say, it's okay if you're falling short in one area. It's okay. Because social media will have you think everybody up underneath the sun got it going on. But when you really get into their presence, you, they got the pullback layers just like you. Yep. You know what? I, I want to cut you off, but um, this is the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. Hang tight. Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio celebrates Black History Month. The first African-American woman in space, Mae Jemison entered Stanford University at the age of 16 and practiced medicine as a Peace Corps volunteer in Africa. An astronaut and inspiration, Mae Jemison dared to think, I can make history. Celebrating Black History Month, we are Urban Media Today. Hey, girl, hey. We say Hey, hey, ladies, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Darla, how do you how do you deal with that type of insecurity or what are what are some techniques? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we get in our own heads. You know, what can we tell what can we tell ourselves as women knowing you're not by yourself? What are some techniques that, mm-hmm. you know, that we can practice? Um, well, the first thing I think everybody should go to therapy, whether you feel like you're struggling with something or not, just to have like that non-biased opinion and conversation with someone else, with um, a professional. I think that that really sheds a lot of light on um, big or small things that might present themselves, you know, as we go through life. I love everything that I love everything that you just said. Um, and in clinical terms, we just call that projection and the mm-hmm. things that we are struggling with inside um, that we might not be ready to face. One, therapy can pull that out. And two, if, if it's left, you know, kind of untreated, we project that on to other people. and We, we don't get as far um, as we want. So the first thing I would say, seek counseling, you know, mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times in the black community, we look at counseling as taboo, as I'm not telling all my business and all my secrets um, and that it's we have to be severely ill or have some pretty significant mental health issues to go seek help. 
I like to look at therapy as more um, preventative. So yeah, we might go if we're really sick, but we don't have to be. We can use it as a wellness tool, just like we would go like get a massage or go to our yearly doctor's um, visits. We can use therapy in that same way. Um, Another technique that I would encourage women to use, especially if they're struggling with um, a lot of insecurities or just, you know, questioning how they're showing up in the world. Um, On the show Being Mary Jane. I love that Mm. show, but she also a bit of a hot mess too. But I love that show um, because one of the things that I, I really liked that she did was put very affirming messages for herself on post-its and put them all over her room and her bathroom. And, mm-hmm. and for some of us, we're like, well, you know, I'm strong. I'm, you know, I'm tough. I don't need to do that. It's all up here. Uh, but sometimes we do. And sometimes if we're not being affirmed in the ways that we're seeking, we have to do it ourselves. And it could be very simple things like I am beautiful. I am strong in whatever way you want to explain you know, being or describe being strong. Um, I am successful. I am a good mother. I'm an excellent partner. Like all of those different things. I mean, they can be very simple. Um, and, you know, you don't have to post them on your mirror, but you can even put them in a journal. That's my third thing, mm-hmm. journaling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't want to write. <laughs> um, I know I get sick of writing notes and all this other stuff at work. But when you take time to really pause and set aside time for yourself and just reflect and write some things down, whether you have like journal prompts or not, it really allows for a very deep sense of presence, like with yourself. It allows for you to really kind of go in and think about everything you're struggling with and and come up with some answers for yourself over time, you know? So those would be the three things I would I would encourage. For sure. Thank you. Sean, did you have a question? I have a question, but I, you know me, I'll be talking. So go ahead. I, I know, I know, but it's okay. I'm going to wait till everybody says something then I got. I've been putting my points in here, so I'll be ready. <laughs> okay. I wanted to know what the biggest challenge is becoming an entrepreneur. Um, I, you know, some people say it's the support, it's money, it's its position, its status, its networking. It's what mindset. do you all find? I'm sorry. I, 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 you think I, I, it's a it's a I mindset? It's mm-hmm. Go ahead, talk about it. I, I think that a, a lot. I think that with entrepreneur right now, entrepreneurship is a trend. Um, there, yeah. there's a lot that goes into being an entrepreneur. You have to have a certain mindset in order to to maneuver through these entrepreneur streets because you are going to deal with a lot. There's going to be a lot of ups. There's going to be a lot of downs. Um, I, I just feel like in entrepreneurship, I feel like there should be some kind of mindset coaching first mm-hmm. before you go and try to tackle certain things. And that's with, with when, whether it's with dealing with business itself or even in relationships. Like for me, Building relationships right now is huge. Like, I feel like you cannot get anywhere. I can't stand when people say that they did something by themselves or somebody, somebody helped you do something and mm-hmm. you have to build quality relationships. And a lot of times people, and, and, and it goes back to what we were just talking about. Um, a lot of times it's their mindset that stops them from even coming to something as simple as the black woman meetup. 
You know, so it's like you I just feel like that's something that, that really needs to be worked on, especially in a black community when it comes to the comparison. All of that. It, it's a mindset mm-hmm. for me. Um, it's just something that we just we kind of push it off and, and, and say that it's other things. And it, it still goes ultimately it still goes back to that mindset. When I talk about growth, with my, with my clients, I start with mindset. I can't help you grow if you're not ready to grow. I can't help you make that type of money if you're not ready to deal with that type of money. Um, mm-hmm. so, and, and even with networking, cause some of the, I will, I do, I do, I, I don't want to intentionally make you uncomfortable, but if I'm telling you, you need to go networking, you can't network because it did or whatever. A lot of times that's mindset. Yeah. You know what I'm, what oh, I'm learning. I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What, I, what I'm learning now with people, um, with the younger generation and, and starting to be an entrepreneur, what they're doing now is they're influencers and they're mm-hmm. starting that as a business. Um, and, and, and quite honestly, it makes a lot of money for a lot of people, but you have to be willing to be mentored and people are not doing that. Like they're doing influencing, they're going on the social media, they're, they're like, oh, I got a hundred followers, but nobody is mentoring them. They're like, oh, I got a hundred followers, but nobody is mentoring Sorry. them. But I was gonna say about the influencer, like to me, I don't, not that it's not a business, but there is, it's easy to say you're an influencer when you don't do, like when, when people say, okay, I just want to be a content creator. And I'll never forget when one of my, one of my close friends said, I never realized how much it took to be a content creator until I actually seen you do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot that goes behind that. And again, that's the, that's the, the trend that everybody wants to put that title entrepreneurship on everything. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that is I don't think that should happen. <laughs> well, it's sexy. It's sexy to say influencer. Right. It's sexy. It's been welcome. It's something that's easy. It's kind of like easy on the ears. Right. We've heard the word entrepreneur before. Right. That takes studying. That takes work. Right. Influencer is something that you learn through trial and error. I can just post something and someone will follow me and I'm an influencer. Right. Um, right. Someone who is a content creator that's something I do on a daily. That stuff is hard. hard. It's not easy. I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Well, how could you be exhausted? All you do is post stuff on social media. Well, I mean, you got to get into the head of the client and you have to figure out what works. And then you got to think about algorithms. And you have to think about what's the prime time to post. It's a lot that goes with it, but people don't want to do the work. And they only Kevin Hart said it. And even before you get to that part of it, you got to you still got to mm-hmm. record like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like there's so yeah. much that goes into that. And it's like, I, like, I, I just think right now it's easy. And, and that's where I want to like, my goal has been to separate the powerhouses, the women out, out there who are really making a difference in entrepreneurship com- to those mm-hmm. other ones who are just kind of doing it as a hobby. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's like, that's my clientele. You know, my clientele is not for, I, I'm not for those who don't want to grow. I'm not for those who don't want to do the work. If this is just mm-hmm. a hobby for you, then I would not be your coach. You know, like I, I really want to um, put a spotlight on those. Like, like I always talk, I talk so heavy about Shar because for a long time, like Shar, mm-hmm. it's, she's the, she's the, the who's who when it comes to real estate. Okay. And in this whole, like I'm going to say on the, on the, on the East coast, Shar. <laughs> He's She's doing so it. <laughs> He's doing it. But you wouldn't uh-huh. know that when you when she walks into certain rooms because that's not what she presents. But she's very humble. 
Yes, but she's she's all that when it comes to, to, to real estate. But again, like the, those are the people to me that I feel like we need to recognize and and learn from because like she she has showed me grace. Um, Keisha has shown me grace. You know, like mm-hmm. she sure has showed me how to pray, how to be how to be in my business and still be able to be true to me. You know, those, those are things that you just can't. Oh, I'm going to just turn around and do that. You have to have a, a, a good support system around you mm-hmm. in order Absolutely. to do that. And some, and need, I'm telling the woman, the women entrepreneurs that I'm around are phenomenal when it from all mm-hmm. kind of different angles, we have to start pushing and showing that part of entrepreneurship so that we so it can be respected more with black women. Being a, a black female entrepreneur, do you still see you, you? You normally see yourself as competition within our own community. It just it just happens. But when you have to be in the same boardroom or the same t- uh, TV studio with our white counterparts, women who are not African American, does you know how the the thing? I don't know if it's ego. I don't know if it's something like we have to put on our armor of confidence. You know, th- is this a necessary thing? You know that we have to do. You're like, come on now, don't let them see you slipping. Don't let them see you. Don't mm-hmm. let them see your tracks. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna walk in that room. You're gonna be Mary Jane. You're gonna walk in there. And you're gonna command the room, and that's exhausting. Yeah, is this something yeah. that is encouraged? <laughs> Go ahead, Shaka. I feel like I definitely needed though, especially like in my industry because I'm Absolutely. in an industry. Where it's all white men. Yep. That's, that's the industry. You know what I mean? So, like, when I walk in a room, I have to command the room. I have to do that. I have to know what I'm talking about. I have to be properly dressed. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that when I'm speaking, that I'm speaking appropriately. I have to always be on my guard. You know, and then we get in these meetings where, you know, there's drinks and stuff involved. And, like, they're drinking and I'm watching. You know, mm-hmm. so like, it's just... It's, it's a different atmosphere in the insurance industry and you have to go in like, this is my room. You have mm-hmm. to go in like that. I believe that. I, I, I agree. I think that when it comes, I, I do feel like we have to work harder one to even get into those rooms. And I feel like we have to prove ourselves once we, again, once we get in those rooms, right. yeah. which is you why said- I show my client, I, like with me showing my clients how to show up, they're like, I don't understand why I'm doing this because I have to show you how to show up for, not just for, that for yourself, but walking into these rooms, you want to be taken serious. And the sad part about it is we that's some of the stuff that we deal with. Like, let me ask you this, Shauna. Once we get those invites to the boardroom and we get that seat at the table and we get that corner office, some of us kind of forget. And we get that tunnel vision. It's like, look, I got here. I'm going to stay here and then I want to get there. And so I need to do what I need to do. And we get that. What is your advice to that sister who takes on that whole new piece of armor feeling like now I have to be better and I have to, and you know, that I don't need nobody anymore. I got my corner office. I made that goal. What is your advice to her? Because we told her to work hard to get that. And now she got it. Yeah. And now we can't stand her. Mm. I think that goes back to that. The, the, the not the people not being able to not stand you again. I think that goes back to what Shar was saying about um, that being their issue. The issue yeah. that I have mm-hmm. is when people get to that point and they don't reach back. Another yeah. issue mm-hmm. that I have is that we try to reach back too soon. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we try to give from a cup, a cup that's already empty. 
Um, I, I kind of feel like a lot of the clients that I deal with now, that's where they're at, where they want to do a whole bunch of giving back. But financially and mentally, they might not be in that space yet to get back to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we got to be completely honest with ourselves when it comes to that, when it comes to the stage that you're in in, 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 in business. Um, but those ones who, who get too high and they don't reach back, but like that's that that's between them and their God. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I wrote that down. Um, find someone that you can mentor so that you can stay humble, because when you walk into those boardrooms, sometimes you have to be who you have to be to get what you need. But you don't have to use what you have to become arrogant as if you can't share the information with someone else. And when we talk about entrepreneurship, a lot of people don't understand is sometimes you have to operate an employee status and be faithful in that realm until it's time for you to leave. And when you're in that realm, a lot of times we don't invest in ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't invest like people think I just became a broker and I just got this nonprofit. Well, I paid a secretary for a lot of years as an employee to help me get some things done because I knew where I was trying to go. And those are the little nuggets that a lot of the a lot of people walk around and say, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Okay, operate as an entrepreneur, as an employee. You know, it says when you're faithful for a few things, I'll make you rule over plenty. So be cool with your money then. Invest in your money then. So then when it's time for you to leap, you've already positioned yourself Mm -hmm. to be whatever it is that you're called to do in that position. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk uh, more about being a a black entrepreneur, about being a woman in this industry, a male-dominated industry. This is the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. Hang tight. Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio celebrates Black History Month. In the 1920s, Black Bottom in Paradise Valley is the center of music and culture in Detroit, hosting artists such as Count Basie, Duke Ellington, and Billie Holiday, and home to hundreds of Black-owned businesses. Black Bottom, where many thought I could make history. Celebrating Black History Month, we are Urban Media Today. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Can you send me the link? I have a couple. I sent it. You got it. You You got it. I sent it. It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media today, and that voice you heard was Miss Shauna Solomon. (laughs) That's mother, honey. That is mother. Shauna Solomon, owner of Shauna Solomon and Associates, and she is a she's a business coach, and she's someone who assists Black women entrepreneurs in reaching their goals, one goal being a six-figure salary and beyond. And we're going to talk more about that, but I need to remind you that this, uh, the Hey Girl Hey podcast is brought to you by the Allegheny County Health Department and Shifting Gears. If you or someone you know uses drugs, um, small changes can make a difference when it comes to one's health and using sterile syringes. Uh, if we're talking about heroin use, or if we're just talking about any type of addiction, contact uh, harmreductionallegheny.org um, you know using sterile syringes helps stop the spread of HCV uh, carrying Narcan as well and as I, my good friend Stacy Brown from Allegheny County Health Department would say nobody has to die today. today. Look, We can't tell you not to use if you are going to use just be safe using it please Please, we don't. I'm I'm tired of seeing folks leaning at the bus stop. 
I'm tired of seeing it. It's we're seeing it everywhere and it's too much. And so let's just be safe out there. Shouts to the Allegheny County Health Department. Um, Shauna, I want to say this because in your bio, it does say you you help um, you help uh, assist black women entrepreneurs in reaching six figures and more. Does six figures mean successful or what is the difference and why is six figures? um, Why is that important? So when I first start doing the coaching, many of the clients that I were that I were that I was teaching or when I was facilitate facilitate certain groups, they were all under twenty thousand dollars. They were still on food stamps. They were still getting government assistance. Um, what I've done with my case studies is learned that a lot of them just wanted to get to a hundred, a hundred thousand dollars, which was right is six K. However, as Keisha would say, six K is anywhere between a hundred thousand and one less than a million. Right. So my goal has always been to get them to where, wherever they want it to be for them to be successful. But again, most of them always said six figures, um, but where they didn't need like government assistance, where we can get them so that they didn't have to depend on food stamps and things like that. Um, and when it came to entrepreneurship, but the, right now, I think a lot of the issues that we're having with entrepreneurship is, is that they're not, they're still living cell to cell mm-hmm. and it's not anything that's sustainable. So what I want, what I'm doing with my clients is I want them to be sustainable. I want this to be, I want longevity for them. I want them to be able to say three, five years from now that I learned this and I can continue to do this for my kids or, you know, we can go and we can now talk about generational wealth because of what I've learned at SSA. Um, Again, getting out of the mindset of, excuse me, being in that hustle mode and really having um, brands that we can give to our kids, brands that we can walk into Target and see. Like that's completely different than just being an entrepreneur and, and, and selling, having one sale once a week. And you can buy Beyonce tickets, you know, when you have a six-figure salary. You can, and not worry about it and not have your kids starving and having to ride your bike to work. So, you know, you got a six-figure salary. I ain't got to eat oodles and noodles. And I can go see Bayer for one, too. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I, I saw my husband at the Beyonce tickets. He was like, "Who's going there?" <laughs> I'm like, I, I would watch it on YouTube. I'm sorry. So, does <laughs> that mean okay? Where do you have to be um, in your career, or maybe even in your industry, uh, maybe even in your business, where you you can feel confident um, in stepping away and in, and in going towards your business full time? I mean, Shaka, you can probably attest to this, you know, I've, I've reached a certain goal and said, you know what, I'm going to step away from making some money for somebody else and I'm going to make money for myself. Um, I was told if, you know, if my business can make me $4,000 a month, then I don't have to work. I can, I can step away, $4,000 a month or more, a month, and I can step away from my, from my job. And, you know, that sounds great, but you know, no, that I made like me leaving corporate America to go to a job to where, well, to go to a career where I knew that my money, the money that I made was based on me, basically. So my effort, like every, like I remember when I was talking to Kevin and he was like, basically the way you work is you can get a raise every year but it's based mm-hmm. off you you know what i mean and what you do so i'm an independent um agent in 
every piece of business that I bring in has, you know, it's, it's money and it's potential. If I can keep that money on the books, then you get residual income. So mm-hmm. I came from a job where I was making 60K a year in like, at that particular time, that sounded like it was great. You know what I mean? Like, and then I went to making 30. You know what I mean? So like, that was probably the hardest thing that I had to do. And he had to like, literally keep me focused and be like, look, he's my mentor. Mm -hmm. You know, if you keep focused, if you continue to do what you need to do, and then going back to the previous question, when we were talking about networking, that was my hardest thing to do. Because I, I wasn't used to going outside myself, going out, talking to people. I wasn't used to that. It may, it still makes me feel very uncomfortable. I might not look uncomfortable, but I'm very uncomfortable when I'm in spaces with people where I have to speak. Mm-hmm. So making that move was very, very hard. And I'll even say this, like everybody is not made to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? It's That's not everyone's destiny. Like some people do well in a corporate setting. They may be most successful in a corporate setting. So I think that stigma of, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur, like it's out there, like everybody has to do it, but that's not everybody's path. And I feel mm-hmm. like it up, like Sharma's clients or some of the people that she's dealt with, um, they go there and they want this assistance, but it's really not what they want. You know, they're, they're just, caught up on a stigma. Oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, but yeah, you don't want to do the work. So it, it it's not for everyone. And I'm not saying that everyone can be an entrepreneur. Like if, if that's your goal, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. But we need workers as well. You know what I mean? And there's not, there's no shame in that. I think uh, Shar had, she had spoke about this, like working for someone until you get to the point where you can step out and do that. And um, Shauna, you said something too about starting a business. There's a big difference between being self-employed and mm. or being a business owner because yeah. self-employed, you're working for yourself. A business owner, your money makes business when you're not working. That's a business owner. That's owning a business. And a lot of people will say that, you know, like I, I run, I, I own a business. Well, if you're working, you're just self-employed and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But you have to make it to the point where you're ready to step out. I think tonight makes a great table of what the future and what now looks like, because people do need to talk to someone. And Darla, your role is so essential to that, you know, mm-hmm. and as and if you look around as black people, as black women, how many people have had someone to coach them? to enhance them to a better life where we're, where we're held accountable and Shar, that's such a great step for you because that's the person that you are. And then I listen to you, Shar, and when you're talking about making six figures, but the coaching aspect of getting there and the six figure, you did not just harp on the six figure part of it. You said they were making 20,000 and on food stamps. How far do you want to be off of food stamps, sis? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to be? But I'm just saying, food stamps, the way eggs is costing right now, God, I need to. Nothing wrong with it. Girl. Not the kids, not the kids eating up all the eggs. We don't eat eggs. We don't look, no, you only get one egg. I'm telling you, if I had somebody with a card, I'd be like, how much you want for them stamps? I'm not above that. I'm not above that. Like, what are you doing? Like, can but, but I, I think that there's a mindset with that too because um 
and something that was a hard pill for me to swallow. And I've had these conversations with Shar over this last year on who my client was, because it's it, like, I like to help everybody. If you, if I go to lunch, like, I, like I'll, you'll have a whole business plan by the time I'm done, um, mm-hmm. which is why I stopped going to lunch with people too. <laughs> but um, that's expensive. I feel like, <laughs> but I feel like, the, when I when I mentioned the mindset at the beginning, because we have a lot of people who want to be entrepreneurs or want to be business owners, but they still want to get food stamps. So when I talk about mindset, that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. you can't that have both gross. because that's not how that works, right? Because yeah, when you make a certain amount of money, your stamps are going to get cut. But instead of thinking, I don't need, I don't want to make as much because I want to continue to get my food stamps. We push you to make more so that you don't need your food stamps. Or with just pulling out your cart. And again, that goes back to mindset. And I think, but again, a lot of us, and even me, because I know getting started, I had, I, I grew up in, in a, of a family of entrepreneurs. But everybody in our family is not an entrepreneur. So it's like you still you still have to have. There's certain things that are in you as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. for you to be successful. Some things can be taught. Some things can be learned, but they're just certain. And I can't put my finger on it, but I'm telling you, I can literally point people out in classes like that person is going to be that person. <laughs> you know, they're, they're going. Not everybody's meant to be an Oprah. Some people are just Gail. Right. And, and that's nothing that. wrong with being Gail. Right. And that I love Gail. Honesty, when I was talking about being honest with yourself and where you are in your journey, mm-hmm. like you said, some people don't want to go that far and that's fine. But be honest with that so that you're not running in circles and, you know, and doing things that you don't really want to do, especially when it comes to your purpose and your passion. Don't get yeah. caught up in, especially with social media, because I know a whole bunch of people on social media that saying that they doing this and I know that they ain't. There's a whole bunch of influencers out there that are not even monetizing properly. Yeah, for them to even be able to say that they're making money that they can live off of, you know what I mean? So it's like, we I think this conversation needs to be had not just with us, but with people who are who are trying to step into entrepreneurship because then they go then they then they go and they need Darla because they they so busy thinking about what everybody else is doing, you know? Like I've seen it, like I've seen people come into my office and walk out crying because they were not ready. For what was what was going to be put in front of them? Oh, I just wanted to be. I thought this was going to be easy. Entrepreneurship is not. Which, if you want easy, go ha- go get a job at a bank or go go somewhere else. Entrepreneurship ain't it. Mm-hmm. You want easy? Don't live life because life right. is not easy. But yeah. Shana, where can we get our people to get some insurance? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can we please? Can I get somebody with some life insurance? Can I get somebody? You know, I'm not talking about personal, and I'm not talking about date. I'm talking about family people, just around people. Yeah, insurance, like that is so important. And then for a black woman to be into in this business, I remember our insurance man used to be this little white guy named Mr. Conroy. He used to come to our house and fill up. We had life insurance. <laughs> yes, Mr. Conroy came to the house. Come and knock on the door and be like, "Insurance man, insurance. yep." Just to yes. come in he was the <laughs> yes. He was the only white man that was allowed in the community, and he would come around. He had everybody's money, and he would come and collect it. And you know, I mean, just to get people to get life insurance, to get auto insurance. There's so many people that are just driving without these things, like essential stuff for life. Mm-hmm. We're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, making money, but you don't take care of the things Ooh. that are so important. 
Yeah. And when you're gone, that's important. Yes. Making sure your family's together and even business mm. insurance. So Shaka, talk about the importance of of insurance, all of the insurances, and and please Jeez. talk about the business insurance because you and I talked about it at the networking mm-hmm. event, and I was supposed to set up a meeting with you, but we're not going <laughs> to talk about that. But talk, you know, just discuss the importance of you know of that. So, I think when it comes to insurance, people have to realize that it's important. Like, in order for you to take something seriously, you have to feel that it's important. So. When we're looking at auto insurance and homeowners insurance and renters insurance and, you know, life insurance and business insurance, insurance. I have so many people um, who don't want to get insurance until they need insurance. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's a, a huge problem in our community. It's a really huge problem. And what we have to really think about is. Insurance is protecting your investment. Mm -hmm. If you have a car, you have a car loan. Even if you don't have a car loan, let's say you just paid your car off and somebody, worst case scenario, somebody hit your car, hit and run, they don't have insurance. Now, the car that you didn't paid off is total and it's just sitting there because you don't have any insurance. I've seen people call me who lost everything in their apartment because somebody else had a fire in the apartment and that fire, you know, destroyed the whole apartment building and now they don't have anything. Um, we've done fundraisers for people like this and mm. renter's insurance. I mean, it's, it's literally between like 10 and like $20 a month. Depending on, depending how, much on how much you got in there. Yeah. You know, how much you have, but it's like, even if you get a minimum policy, I'd rather you have a minimum policy. I don't care if you got $50,000 of stuff in your house. I'd rather you have a policy for $15,000 than nothing. Mm-hmm. So people don't think about things like that because not only does renter's insurance, and I'm focusing on renter's, renter's insurance right now because typically that's what people need, mm-hmm. renter's insurance. Mm-hmm. So even if you have a claim to where you lose everything in your home, your renter's insurance is also going to help you stay somewhere else while you find another place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these are things that you want to think about. Car insurance. You can lose your license. You're driving around. You hit somebody's car and you don't have insurance. You can lose your license. Can, can, we, talk about, can we talk about business insurance and how that can make or break you? Because that is something Absolutely. that if you don't have that in place, that you could literally be sued. Mm-hmm. Um, you could lose everything and have to start over. And yeah. that's the importance of like, I feel like that's something that did when it comes to educating our people on insurance. That's one of the first things that we're talking about buying inventory and stuff. Why are you like she said, why are you not protecting your investment by mm-hmm. getting something to cover that? Because God forbid something was to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to start all over. And most black businesses are not mm-hmm. starting out with a whole bunch of money. To, to be able to go back and say, oh, God, I can, it's okay for me just to start over. I know we, we got close to $50,000 worth of inventory just around. So if our warehouse, something was to happen to our warehouse, like I'm starting over. I mean, and then you, what you got to think about too is like people who have, and, and I'll just use your business, for instance, you have inventory inside your business. Mm-hmm. So something happens, building goes up in flames, you don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. Where's the inventory coming from? It's coming from your, it's coming from your bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an insured. I'm, I'm actually going to give you a short story. I had an insured. 
they had a rental property. Um, the person who was living in the rental property got into it with someone. The person that they got into it with actually went to the house and burned it down and there were three fatalities. Three. Now, this person actually had insurance. He actually wished he had more insurance, yeah. but he didn't have insurance. But if he didn't have insurance, imagine what could have happened. Because first of all, the home that burned down, it was in his name. It wasn't in the name of an LLC. So guess mm-hmm. what? That mm-hmm. made him liable. Mm-hmm. So if any mm-hmm. assets that he has in his name, they can actually go after him and sue him for his assets. So like the education. These are things you want to think about when you when you open up a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you know, there's people out there who have restaurants. I actually went to a restaurant to ask them, you know, solicit them to get insurance. And they told me, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I don't have insurance. How are you in a restaurant if you don't have insurance? Like if someone comes in here and, and they get sick. <laughs> and, and let's just not say one person. We all know what happened with Chipotle with the lettuce. Mm-hmm. Like Thousands of people got sick. Mm-hmm. So you're you're operating in a capacity to where you are literally okay with losing everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the last thing that I want to talk about insurance is life insurance. And mm-hmm. especially as a business owner. And if you're a business owner who has partners. So one of the things that I always like to talk about is key person insurance. So I'm just going to use an example. Shannon and I, are, we, we run a business together. The business is not sustainable without the both of us. Like we both have our own expertise and there's no way if one of us is not there that our business is not able to be sustainable. So one of us, I'm not using me and her. I don't like this example. These people who own this business, one of them passed away. Okay. So with them passing away now as the, the, the business owner that's left over, not only do you have to find another business partner, you're stuck you with everything. Them, you got to train them. You got to make them aware of everything that's going on. Like there's a process, and you may even have to pay for them to relocate to your to your state or, or city or whatever the case may be. Where's the money coming from? So, like with a key person policy, you can actually have something in place where you can have like a million dollar policy. I'll just say a million dollars because that's traditionally the standard amount. But if that happens, that life insurance is paid to the business. So when that life insurance policy pays out to the business, now you have the capital for you to be able to get someone else into your business to be able to train them in whatever else it is that you need to do. If they need to relocate, um, you can give them a sign-on bonus, whatever the case may be, whatever you need to do with that money, that's what you have that key person policy in place for. Again, there's insurance mm-hmm. policies for, for various other reasons, but being that we are in the business aspect right now and talking about business insurance, that's basically what I want to focus on. This is the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. Hang tight. Nice to Media Marketing and Promotions is an independently owned marketing and handling all your social media, event planning, brand marketing, and promotional needs for small, nonprofit, and big corporations. If you need more information about rates and services or more, call 443-252-3923. Hey, girl, hey. Hey. I want to definitely keep the topic on Black ownership. So if it's home ownership, if it's business ownership, you know, why is that a step that we miss? We go, we come from 
getting our, we, of course, we got to get an LLC because that's what we're, we're known to do. So we get the LLC and then we go straight into business and we forget certain steps that's going to, to take us towards success. Like we can have a good running business, but can it be a successful running business when you've missed some of those steps? But these things happen particularly in the black and brown community. And yeah. why is that? Well, one of the one of the things is when you first start off, most of us mm-hmm. in the black and brown communities, we don't have no money mm-hmm. when we start off. Right. Mm-hmm. So we start off, you know, we struggle in the first year. We may make yeah. a little bit of a profit. And then, boom, when we start uh, making a profit, we literally lose our priorities. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes back to that. You know, as the doctor was saying, you know, we our, our self-esteem, our self-worth. So we focus on trying to show everybody, oh, let I just bought this car. I just did this. Mm-hmm. I just did that. Let me show everybody I'm leveled up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be like, how do y'all even have that much time to be on Facebook? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, show me, you know, because that's not in my profession. Mm-hmm. But so we, we lose track of the things that mean the most to protect us. We put our family on the back burner. We put our health on the back burner, all to show everybody this is where we are. That's and one of the things I wanted to... This is where we come from. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, that's one of the things that that I think is so important. We talk about investments. Um, We talk about like insurance, which is everything that we need to have. And sometimes we forget about ourselves. We're the biggest investment. And what we don't invest in is ourselves, our physical health, our mental health, our just overall well-being. Because like Shauna was saying, how can somebody pour from a cup that's empty? And in order for us to like fill our cup and fill ourselves, essentially, we have to have all these pieces in place, a good mentor, um, humbleness and humility. That's my own personal opinion. I think that that takes people a very long way. Mm -hmm. Um, We have to have, you know, insurance. We have to have all these things in place. And then we forget ourselves. We don't Mm -hmm. have ourselves. We don't, we're not doing what we need to do to keep ourselves healthy and be able to fill our cups. And sometimes other people really aren't filling your cup for you. You know, we have to take that into our own hands. Mm -hmm. I honestly feel like too, uh, we just don't know. Um, I know Mm -hmm. for me, even though um, I came from a family of entrepreneurs, they didn't tell me a lot and they were also in that hustle mindset. Mm-hmm. But they weren't in the mindset where I'm like, okay, I have to leave my store to my girls. Like we want to franchise. Like there's mm-hmm. other things that we want to do and they don't, you don't know those steps early on. So again, my goal for my clients is to stop them from making a lot of the mistakes that I did because mm-hmm. I kind of just went out there like, oh, let me just try this and see if mm-hmm. this works. Let me just try this and see if this works. Um, but I know what works and what doesn't work now. And, and that's why it's so important to make sure that I, and that one, that I surround myself with the right people so that I learn enough. 
um, but also to, for me to be able to give that information out so that I can stop somebody from making some of the same mistakes mm-hmm. that I did. Because one of the things that we don't talk about, too, is taxes. Say that. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I said no cussing on this show. I said absolutely no cussing. Today, where somebody was like, they were talking about, like, well, how much do I have to claim in order to not owe? And what you don't realize is you're doing yourself a disservice because now your business is not worth anything. You know, so I'm gonna give the IRS whatever. Listen, absolutely. And people, you know, it's no, let me make sure I can get the earned income instead of making sure that your business is generating enough. Like, like, I'll never forget when I had a client who she was making, she was at like a hundred and like three or a hundred and six thousand. And I said, all right, your your tax bracket is changing. And, you know, Uncle Sam going to come knocking. I said, so you can either go back down or you can double up. And she was like, oh, look, we doubling up. That's the mindset. Right. Because mm-hmm. you don't want you want to have people who are going to say, OK, yeah, I have to make a certain amount. So because I know they're going to come knocking and I want to be able to pay for that instead of just saying, OK, now I'm going to go ahead and settle. back." And again, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But it's being honest with yourself, and that's where you are when it comes to um, being a business owner. So, yeah, that creates generational wealth. Yeah, and, and can, how can you create generational wealth? I'm sorry, like, and I know I've I've made a decent amount, and I still am not at the point where I feel like I am creating that where I have created generational wealth for my girls. And I know that I make a decent amount. You know, it's like I'm putting mm. things in place, but to say that, oh you're making a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. And I know I got ripped for filth when I said a hundred thousand dollars ain't nothing. A hundred thousand dollars ain't nothing right now with $20 eggs. And I don't even eat eggs. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's not. like, it's not, it's, it's not. not. So it's like, again, so we, we really have to, we, we have to, t- we have to tell, and I, I do want to um, real quick, cause I know we're running out of time. I wanted to talk about what um, Shara has going on with her program because she teaches people a lot of these, these life skills that mm-hmm. we're talking about before they even get to the point where they want to be an entrepreneurship. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give it to you, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, we have a nonprofit organization and we work with a lot of females who live in low to moderate income communities. And the goal is to teach them some entrepreneurship skills while they're living in low-income housing so that they can transition out. And and it's like 756, so I do not want to take up um, too much time. But, you know, you will definitely hear more information about that program. But it's really going to help them learn things early on because we didn't, nobody taught us that stuff, mm-hmm. you know. What's the name I, of your program? Single mom and two kids, just trying to figure it out, living in What is the name of your program and how can we learn more about it? Because those that are listening, let's, they can pull over, they can write it down, tell us. Yes, our website is www.waveoflife.org. Our agency is Walisa's Agency for Vision and Empowerment. We are a nonprofit organization. We do housing. We work with individuals in low to moderate income communities, but our focal point is renters. Um, Although it is in the real estate industry, we focus on families who want to come out of the poverty mindset of living in low income housing so that they can learn to build multiple streams of income and not be afraid for their rent to go up 
So one of the mm-hmm. things that we're going to do is we're going to subsidize the portion of their rent as it goes up, as their money increases so that they can get an adjustment to living on a normal paycheck mm-hmm. without the, 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 the um, they call it the cliff effects. You know, mm-hmm. we just get this huge shock of mm-hmm. all these increases. So it's, it's going to be very interesting. What is it again? Say it again. Waveoflife.org is our organization, www.waveoflife.org. Waveoflife.org. And we're just going to keep that train going. So, Shauna, tell us how we can reach you and get more information um, about what you do, a website, email address, whatever the contact information you want to provide. All right. So um, you can reach me at Shauna Solomon and associates.com. There is a work with us link on there. We are actually rolling out three programs come February 15th um, from startups to those who are seasoned. So definitely make sure you sign up for our newsletter because that's going to go out. Then um, we have and I'm at a point where we have actually coaches up. There's there are coaches up under me. So if you're ready to start a business and ready to do the work, head on over there. Awesome. Shaka, Shaka, Shaka Khan. Uh, Fun fact. Your fun fact, Shaka. My fun fact is my name is really Shaka Khan. My name is Shaka Khan. That is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's so sweet. That's all y'all get. I'm going to start singing I'm Every Woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you got to move so, like Shaka when you do it. <laughs> so you can reach me at www.brownforinsurance.com. Um, if you go to our website, there is a link on there where you can reach out to me directly. My email is shaka underscore at brownagency.com. And you can reach me at 412 uh, 681 7114. All right. And Dr. Darla. All right. Um, I can be reached at um, www.atlascounselingservices.org. I can also be reached 412-206-9470. I have individual counseling to offer. I have um, some groups that I am, well, I'm currently doing one and then I have a couple other ones that are going to be rolling out. I primarily see all of us, all of us, anybody that's underserved, underrepresented, people recently released from incarceration, um, people transitioning out of jobs into entrepreneurship or out of jobs into retirement, um, black college students, whoever's struggling. And and I like the preventative health um, lens for sure. Let me just tell you the, the, the village that this is, this is just a small village, but to be in a room with Mm. women who have the expertise, the passion, the know-it-all to cater to whatever need, whether it be mental, physical, spiritual, financial, we're in this village. We don't have to look far. Mm-hmm. That's the uniqueness I love about being a part of this network, being, you know, Absolutely. my sister, LaShawn, love her to death. This is a woman of a certain age. We'll tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. She don't care if you hurt your feelings. I think you and Sean are related. Um, <laughs> I honestly do. I, I think that. But but th- you need that. And, and being yeah. a woman 
um, I, I'm, I'm great. I will be a woman of a certain age in April, but being a woman that's also an entrepreneur, um, that is also a mother, that is also a soon to be wife, that is also um, a person that has a career in the media that's, that's dealing with challenges every day. The mm-hmm. thing is, we need that village. And that part, that woman that can help you is probably right next to you. So mm-hmm. stop being afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Step in, put on your big girl panties, as my bestie would say, and 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 ask her like, how can I help you, or how can you help me? And ask for help. It's okay. That's what Shauna's here. Shauna is a business coach. That's what she. That's what she does. And it's important that we continue that outreach and continue to provide those resources that help us grow. Because listen, right? If right. we don't. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back to what Jim Crow, we're going to be back to where it was. And we did, we have had way too many people fight and lose their lives for us to be where we are today. We are celebrating Black History Month and we are continuing the legacies of our ancestors and, and continuing to make Black history. We have to, y'all. We got to do this. Absolutely. Can I, can we talk, well, mention that the fact that the next meetup, the black woman. Please, black woman, the because black there's woman. also, I mean, there's going to be a waiting list, but go ahead. The next black women's meetup is um, February 23rd. Um, that information is on the Shauna Solomon Associates.com website under events. Um, we uh, we only opened up a few extra spaces and we are more than sold out. And I only sent out emails. We haven't even really, we, I think we only posted about it once. We just sent out emails and it's about, I think there's like 28 seats out of 40 gone already. Awesome. I'll log on when we get off here. I'll, I'll <laughs> I was like, I was like, I want to do it again. I was like, no, I'm going to just wait. I ain't going to do it again. I'll just wait. Yeah. It was it was a good time. I think it was it was everything that you just said about being in that room, like yeah, being able to lean on different people. And again, like that building of relationships is so important right now. And I watching, and I've been watching some of the footage, yeah, and yeah. just watching how everybody was talking, and I had how yeah. you know everybody meet different people. It was just it was phenomenal. So it's okay if you're not going to be here, Kiki. I'm a, I'm gonna be outside, like. <laughs> but, um, we are. There are some newbies that have that jumped yeah. in. So I'm, 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 I can't wait to meet them. Um, but again, that's what it's about: is building that village out and being able to reach out and and use the resources that are in front of us to help us grow. Because if we don't, who who is? Yeah, and it's okay to be vulnerable. Like, open yourself up. Be willing to see something new. And and you open your know. heart to other women. Well, let's mm-hmm. talk. It's, it's okay. Listen, that's what we but need. We need that. We need that. Hard, it's yeah. hard. Like, it took me a very long time for me to be able to step out of my shell to do that mm-hmm. just because, mm-hmm. like, I just get really severe anxiety. And, yeah. like, recently, I would say, like, within the last two years, like, I've really been able to come out of my shell and talk mm-hmm. to people. I would never go anywhere by myself ever girl so you saying that connects you with somebody like somebody here like we can say oh well you know that's not her comfort zone but i'm here for you that you know that that was me but here's a fun fact about me i don't really like being out like being out there like that like people Mm -hmm. think that i'm like super social i'm perfectly fine with being at home in my room or in my office Mm -hmm. and not being around nobody but when i go out 
hey, how you doing? Hot. Like, yep. you would think that I was just. You can't like, tell. Oh. You can't tell. <laughs> you be <laughs> like, lies. Lies. <laughs> Listen, Shaco. I'm telling you, she come with TMZ. She come with TMZ paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she got me. I'm like, go ahead, girl. Ladies, thank you so much for joining thank us. Um, I, just have to, I just have to remind you, you got to check out Urban Media Today Radio. Um, it's an online radio station. We got R&B music. We have hip uh, old school hip hop, classic hip hop. We have uh, reggaeton. I mean, there's just so much that you can enjoy 24-7. And you can check us out on Live 365 and also tune in for this particular episode. You can listen to us on all streaming apps. Um, here is every Saturday morning at 9.30 on Urban Media Today Radio. We will have the links uh, in the description on social media. Um, you know, LaShawn, you can just tell everybody how they can find us. You can email us at the Hey Girl Hey Podcast 2018 at gmail.com or you can give us a call at 412-709-6130. And like Kiki said, on every social media platform, you can reach us mm-hmm. or see us. Um, Cause we're on YouTube tonight. Cause my cousin just hit me up and was like, yo, cuz is that you? <laughs> it's me. But all of the social media platforms, we are there. Ladies, this was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, it's going to continue and go on and yeah. we're just going to grow, grow, grow as a people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you happening. for having us. Thank you for Thank having you, us. Absolutely. Thank you. So much. We got Miss Shar. We got Mama yeah. Shauna. We got Dr. Darla. We got Shaka Khan. I knew you were going to say that. We had to say that for last. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Uh, listen, it's the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. I'm Radio Chick Kiki Brown. I'm the millennial Jimmy and I am the chatter chick, LaShawn Tipton. And that she is, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Young man, holler at me. Oh, my God. That haircut. It is. Hey, girl, hey, the podcast <laughs> for Urban Media today. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>